This is the 4J Super Insights Podcast, featuring conversation with Eugene School District 4J Superintendent, Dr. Andy Dye. Hello, I'm Eugene School District 4J Superintendent, Andy Dye, and welcome to the Super Insights Podcast. Today, we have Waylon Nias, the Future Build Teacher, and Ed Mendelson, CTE, Career and Technical Education Administrator. Thanks for coming today, gentlemen. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Appreciate you inviting us here. I'll take a few minutes to talk about what I know about future build specifically and CTE in general, but folks aren't here to hear from me. They're here to hear from you. I know I'm really excited about career and technical education in the district. It's been a focus of the district for a number of years, and now we're really getting some momentum. And a great example is the future build program, where I know that we had this last year, a group of students from all across the district that are building um, a house from the ground up. And that's super exciting. Can you tell me and tell the listening audience, Waylon, a little bit about what FutureBuild is all about? Sure. Um, uh, at its core, FutureBuild is an extremely immersive CTE program. So it's not just a CTE elective where it's a class. It's a, it's a full-on program. We had students for the entire year last year for a good portion of the day. Um, so we can, just, we can go really, really deep on the fundamentals of construction, what will help you be successful in the trades and just some really, really engaging community projects. Um, Speaking of the community project, it was the house. Tell us a little bit about the home construction project. It was an unbelievable opportunity for our students and and myself as an instructor. Just learning the trades and the skills that go along with that are extremely valuable. They're extremely fun, engaging, um, lead to great jobs. But when you get to participate in a project that really matters, that is helping out the community, helping a young family get into their first home, There's an extra level of pride that the students take in that. And then uh, myself as an instructor get to be a part of as well. Nice. So, Ed, most CTE programs in schools, both in this district and in other districts, are really specific to the school. Like a school will have a particular signature program. What's different about what we're doing here in 4J? Future Build is a district-wide program. So we've got students from all high schools for Comprehensive and ECHO all have representatives in this program. It's a half-day program. And along with uh, receiving CTE credit, students also get math credit and language arts credit. So we've got integrated core content um, combined with really applicable trade skills that, that are developed. And then I think the other thing that is pretty unique about this this program, what we hope to see in our other programs as we develop, is that it's rooted in a community need. That our students are applying their knowledge directly to help serve or solve a community issue. In addition to grades and credits towards graduation, do students in Future Build earn industry-specific certifications? Or talk about that if you wouldn't mind. As well as the high school credits they earn, the elective credits, the, the math, the language arts, they also can earn college credits through LCC. We have classes that um, articulate with their construction and their apprenticeship programs. And to speak to the industry-recognized credentials you were talking about, a lot of our curriculum is aligned with NCCER. It's the National Center for uh, Education, or sorry, Construction, Education, and Research. And these credentials are recognized across the United States by industry. So our students have the ability to earn those. Also OSHA 10 safety credits, and they are also um, able to take part in the Lane pre-apprenticeship program. And I know that y'all work quite a bit and have a lot on on your shoulders, but who are our community partners, um, industry partners that were involved in the construction of the house? I'll take that one. The general contractor um, was Miley Construction, wonderful partners. 
when you think of a construction company, you think of like the schedules that they got to keep and they're rolling through, they're building stuff because it's a business. For them to take on a crew of relative newcomers to, to the trade and kind of pace the build of that house to where we were in our skill development uh, was really quite generous. So we got to give a big shout out to, to Miley Construction. And then Pivot Architecture, who's been helping us with the design, the development of the program, let alone the the schematics, the you know, the architectural drawings, and, and helped us with uh, what I think they call in the trade the horizontals, with getting the property annex from the city and, and whatnot, and those kind of details. So, nice. Miley and Pivot, huge community partners. And real quick, I can't say enough about having that industry connection with that with the project. Like Ed was saying, the Miley Carpenters were unbelievable with their patience and their willingness to teach, and it's just all of us in this room are parents and you know, it's that effect when we teach our students and we're showing all that stuff, when you bring in pros, like true professionals from the outside and they get to work with along or work alongside them, you can see how excited they are and how much that means to them versus just us talking to them in our construction lab. Shout out to our partners. Yeah. Couldn't do it without them. Speaking of partners, you've had some students last year, Wayland, that graduated from high school after being a part of this. Did any of them walk out and get a job with a local industry? Yeah. One of our students, he, on the Monday after graduation, he actually started working on a framing crew. Um, it was a connection that was made by my old project manager at Neil Kelly. So that was, that was super exciting to have him go straight into summer with a, with a framing job. We have another student right now who's working for Rainbow Valley Construction, another high-end remodeler here in town. And um, we have a few students that are currently in apprenticeships as well. So you talked a little bit, Ed, about the solving societal issues or community problems. Do you mind telling folks a little bit more about the connection between earning credit towards graduation and job-specific skills, but also really getting into some of the challenges that the Eugene community faces? As kind of a pedagogical foundation for how we're trying to do the, the teaching as well as just the experience is that we're really focused on project-based learning. Like that needs to, that's kind of at the center. And what we know about high quality project-based learning is that the project has to be authentic. It has to actually be real and it has to be relevant and meaningful for, for our students. Homelessness is a huge issue in our community uh, all up and down the, the West Coast, but we, we feel it, we see it, we experience it every day here in Eugene. And we decided to help take our swings at doing something about that problem. Building a house seemed to get right at the center of the bullseye. And uh, now we've uh, looking forward to yeah, moving our first family in here at the end of the month or early November. Can't wait to see new family get permanent housing. Yeah, that's really exciting. I'm sure for those students who were involved, it was a big deal. One thing I'll add to that, we can kind of see the house as the capstone project of our program last year. But throughout the year, um, kind of as foundational projects and skill building, we were also doing um, additional community building projects. With partnering with St. Vincent de Paul, we were building shed projects for people experiencing homelessness or who may have lost their houses due to wildfires, giving them a place to store their belongings. And also we helped, uh, we partnered with Square One Villages to build a transitional home, which is meant to help people transition out of homelessness, give them a place to live, and then transition into more permanent housing. So all of those projects were all, you know, going to help problem, problems and huge needs in our community, which once again, you could just, you could see the pride on, on the students' faces and how it was an authentic project that really meant something, like Ed yeah, was saying. Well said. So Waylon, students and parents might have an assumption in their mind about who would be interested in these types of programs and who's participating in these types of programs. Talk a little bit about the students that, that are in your program, your Future Build program. 
there's always been a stereotype that um, construction is more of a place for men rather than women. And last year, uh, I would say, unfortunately, we we only had one young woman in our program with 25 males. Uh, what has been really heartening as, as word of our program has gotten out, um, those numbers have changed quite a bit this year. Uh, about 10% of our enrollment this year are young women, and it's just brought an awesome new energy to the program. Um, they're just as engaged as the males, and it's just, once again, to show that those are those are old stereotypes that are... Really don't apply. No, they're, they're changing constantly. The construction industry is getting... Um, it's just becoming a more open, I want to say more professional place to work. And you can see that with how the number or the demographics are changing over time. And there's students coming out, going to college and there's students going yeah. out of the program, going to work. Right. And going to trade schools and going to apprenticeships. So what, what's on the horizon? What, what's next? I know you just finished building a house and it's the beginning of a school year. So what do you have um, next on your list of projects that you're tackling? We're going to continue those foundational projects. We are going to build a few more sheds for St. Vincent de Paul. They provide the materials and the plans. We provide the labor. This year, we're going to partner up with Everyone Villages. They are another local nonprofit who has been working really hard to provide housing, to provide opportunities for the homeless to get into a place or to get into a home and then transition to more permanent housing. And then we our capstone project this year is going to be a little different. And I'll let Ed speak to that. He knows a little bit more about it at the moment than, than I do. Well, we'll be building, in addition to the transitional housing, our tiny homes that, when I say tiny... These are quite a bit bigger than the than the sheds or the transitional shelters. These are 10 by 30. They arrive on a chassis and then we'll build the home from there. On the chassis. On the chassis. Install it with plumbing, with electrical, do all the interior cabinetry, all the stuff to make it an actual home. And then once it's finished, that can be sent to a you know, we're hoping probably first go to everyone village. There's also potential to partner with disaster relief and recovery. Oregon is all too familiar with forest fires and the devastating effects that, you know, they have left all those families in the Willamette National Forest, uh, up Blue River from quite a few years ago, lookout fire this year. There's no shortage of people that need a house. And so we see that as a way that we can really uh, play a pretty important role. We're going to build our first one here this fall, check it out, see how fast we can get it done. But our goal is certainly to produce multiple homes per year to try to make a dent in a, what is a, a huge, huge need. Nice. And um, for anybody listening that wonders, I wonder if this is for me. Any student that's thinking that sounds pretty good, but I don't really know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to build anything. What would you say to that student? Yeah. I mean, this is for anyone that enjoys doing hand-on projects, wants to help out in their community, wants a fun, different, engaging type of classroom. Yeah, I, I don't see a student who this isn't a great fit for. We tell those students that you might not be going into the trades, but what you're learning are transferable skills. So no matter what career you go into, the skills that you're taking out of our class are going to benefit you. We make a big emphasis on employability, professionalism, let alone just the technical skills of being able to be safe, use a variety of hand tools and do some stuff on your own. It's just, it's for everyone. And Ed, from an administrative standpoint, you're one of the first people that folks would talk to if they are a potential project partner or industry partner? What would you say, what do you want folks to know who are listening and thinking, I wonder if my business or my sector of the industry would be a good partner for schools? I would love to talk with you, right? I mean, um, you know, for the longest time in my mind, when people ask, well, what are you doing or what, what do you call yourself? 
I've always wanted to call this whole thing Project Yes, because I think that there are there's so many on-ramps, so many opportunities to provide some sort of service uh, or solution to community issues. We're just starting, kind of. This is our second year of Future Build. We hope to grow programs, whether it be in graphic arts and digital media, early childhood education, forestry and natural resources, business, computer science and engineering. And these are all programs that actually have some momentum right now. It's yeah, not these just are all programs. Build. You know, we all have these programs all exist currently out there in our four comprehensive high schools, as well as uh, computer science over at Echo. I just see a ton of on-ramps. Like if we, if you look at homelessness as just, let's say the problem that how do we, how would we get involved with that? There are all kinds of on-ramps for any of those programs to get involved with. And all of those programs represent some industry sector that currently exists in our community. So for all those potential community partners out there, the answer is yes, we'd love to talk to you. So how would they get in touch with you, Ed? The best way to get in contact is email. And what's your email address? My email address is uh, Mendelssohn, M-E-N-D-E-L-S-S-O-H-N underscore E at 4j.lane.edu. What we know about today's students is that they want things to matter. They want to solve problems. They want their experiences to be relevant and meaningful. And what you're saying is that Future Build and programs like it is the place for them. Absolutely. Means a lot that you'd come and talk to us today to let more people know about some of the great things that are happening in the district. So the opportunity is there for any student that wants to get a really good education, do something extremely meaningful, meet some people that have similar interests and some teachers that are really committed to their to their work, both in and out of the classroom. So Waylon, really appreciate you being here. Ed, same to you. Thanks a lot. And uh, be safe on the work site. Right Thank on. you. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. This is Andy Dye, Superintendent of Eugene School District 4J, and this is Super Insights. Take care.